Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So today I just want to continue. Title of this series as we move on today is His Strength. Someone say His Strength. Say His Strength. That's pretty uncanny, but it sounds like Pastor Jen was reading my notes. She has not seen them. Some of the things she said today were actually some of my points. That's just how the Spirit of God works. Usually she does not know my points at all. I prepare at the church with this. Throughout the week I'm preparing, even at home, and taking notes and different things, but she did not know, and that's just the confirmation of God's Word by His Spirit. So we're talking about His strength, and how many of you know it takes amazing humility to actually say, God, I need your strength and not just mine? One great man of God, we love him dearly, Pastor Larry Stockstill is a great man of God. He said, the greatest secret to success is humility. Not fake humility, because there is, there is such a thing. You ever seen someone who's being fake with you? They Oh, I did nothing. It was all, I did nothing. No, true humility says, praise God, thank you, God helped me. I did it with God, I did it with his, his help, I can't do it without him. Can't do it without him. Can't do it without him. So, please don't forget that his strength has become your strength when you're serving God and putting him first. And it takes humility to say, Lord, I'm turning it over to you. Lord, I'm turning it over to you. Don't raise your hands. You know I love surveys and voting and stuff in here. Not that we vote for anything, but I love surveys. Think about it. How many of you, don't raise your hands, have recently caught yourself, even after I began this series, doing stuff in your own strength? We, We do it, don't we? I'll be full into something. I'm not a handy guy. I'll be trying to figure something out. It's not working. I'm sweating. Losing hair over it, right? Go ahead. Laugh it up. Get it out of your system. And then I go, oh, Lord, please. I'm sorry I didn't ask you to help me. Please help me. Please help me, Lord. So it's his strength. You've got to rely on him. That's real humility. So today I'm going to talk about his strength in your relationships and my relationships. Real basic stuff. Once you hear the points, you're going to go, these, are, these don't feel ground-shaking, but you'd be surprised how many believers, I know most of you in this house have accepted Jesus, if not all of you, you are true believers. You believe in Jesus. You're on your way to heaven. Well, even we as believers, we need work in these areas, and so I want to hit them hard today, all right? You need his strength, number one, for love, to walk in love. That's why I say Pastor Jen was in the big middle of my notes. Real simple Real simple, but people struggle with their love walk. And did you know when you struggle with your love walk, it's hard to walk in joy? It's very hard to have joy when you're not walking in love. When you're not walking in love, you're fault-finding. When you're not walking in love, you're looking at all the mistakes people are making around you. We'll get into another point that feeds off of this here in a minute, but we have been called to walk in love. Scripture says perfect love casts out fear. Does that mean it has to be perfect? You have to just be perfect in that area? No. Usually the word perfect in the New Testament, when it's translated that way, it means mature. Mature love casts out fear. Mature love. Did you know when you get married, you do stuff that you don't always want to do because you love the person you're with? Why are y'all laughing? Did did I say something funny? My wife has always told me, she said, baby, you're you're funnier when you don't try to be funny. 
I don't know if that was one of those moments or that didn't relate, but we got some married couples in here, those wanting to be married or, or whatever, but you, you've got to walk in love to have a marriage. I guarantee it. I, you can't do it in your own strength. You say, oh, no, but we got married and we thought each other were just mucho sexy. That's good. You should be physically attracted to each other. But how many of you know stuff changes? Stuff changes. Praise God, I was bald already. I shaved my head. Jen was there. I was there that night. That's all I cared about was that my baby sister and, my, and Jen, Jen didn't know. I, just, I was crazy about her already. But I, I said, man, I just hope Jen thinks it's okay. We're all together, and we're actually watching a movie about a barbershop. Were you there that night, Adrian? Guy shaved a stripe down the middle of my head. That way I couldn't go back. Jen had to love me for me. You say, well, bald is beautiful. Well, not to everybody. Not every woman thinks that's beautiful. Now, here's my point, though. You get into a marriage relationship, and you got to have love to carry you because we're in love. We feel in love, but we practice love, my wife and I. I do the same thing with the flock here. Sometimes with the flock, you say, well, man, pastor, I don't know if I feel love for you right now. You corrected me on something. I'm irritated. Or, Pastor, I don't know if that thing you said on Sunday, were you reading my mail? Were you, you know what? God was reading your mail. I don't know all the details of your lives. I don't. It's amazing to me how many times people have said, what you taught about this morning, I am going through it today, right now. Say, I had no idea. Nobody told me. I didn't know. I did not know. So you got to walk in love with each other. We've got to walk in love. As those that are lovers of truth, we have to walk in love. Let's go to John 13, 34. Look at what Jesus said. This, this was unheard of. That's why Jesus calls it a new commandment. This was 2,000 years ago when Jesus came to earth to live and die and be raised again from the dead. Look at what he told his disciples. He said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. This was groundbreaking. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Wow. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. You ever heard people talk about churches and stuff? And they go, man, that church, there was gossip. There was all kinds of stuff. They were trying to kill each other. The world's watching. The world's watching. This is not that church. This church, this church is full of love. I have people tell me all the time, man, y'all's church, when I come in, everybody's so sweet. There's a line of people shaking hands trying to sell me the place. Just walking in love, treating me so kindly like they really want me there and they, I really belong. Yeah, it's because we do want you here and you do belong. You found a home here, you found it, and I believe many other people are going to find this as their church home this year. You've got to walk in love. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. You walk in love even when you don't feel like it. You walk in love. Let's go to Ephesians 3.14. Read you several verses here. Look at the Apostle Paul here in context. He says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Someone say inner strength. Hmm. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. I love this translation for this text. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Trust in him. 
your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. One translation says rooted and grounded in his love. I don't know if some of you are good with plants. My wife and I, we are not. I think it has something to do with watering them, stuff like that. But I don't know. It's, we look at each other. I'm like, are you going to water it? Mm, I don't know. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. You, some of you are brilliant with plants. Mom is brilliant with plants. She takes pieces and they grow and she does all this stuff. And this is a jade plant. I'm like, this is heaven. All your plants are alive. Well, they're getting sunlight and water. The sunlight and water of your Christian faith is God's love. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. That's the soil, sunlight, and water of your faith. That is the foundation of our faith is learning to walk in love. Now, this is something we as believers, we've got to practice every day. I challenge you, immediately following the service, walk in love with someone who irritates the fire out of you. I did it again. I, was that? I'm serious. Deal with them. Say, nah, I, I'm so sick. I can't. Man, if I don't ever see you again, it'll be too soon. You've heard that. You've thought that probably. No, you know what? Hey, there are those you got to have boundaries with, and maybe you don't need to see them for a while. But there are those that God has called you to be in relationship with and love, and you got to figure that out for yourself. Because some, you just got to, there are those you got to drop a boundary on. They're giving you a hard time, and they're messing with you, and they're attacking you, and all this. You got to love them and forgive them. You may need to draw a boundary and not be around them all the time, family or not. I don't know why it is Hispanics go, oh, but they're family. Don't worry, I'm, I'm Hispano too. I'm a nice little mix of that. I understand about how Hispanics are, no, we have to because they're family. No, you don't. You can love them. And some people, let me tell some of you this right now. This is the love walk too. There are those you've been called to deal with, and there are those you've been called to love at a distance. Because they bring out the funkiest, the worst in you. And you'll you really get a clue when you go, wow, I'm actually better when I'm not trying to fight with them and force them to get saved. We had a guy that came to church here years ago. He's a big old dude. He got into a fight with one guy and he was punching him out, had him on the ground, said, man, you better accept Jesus. was beating the tar out of him. I would go out on a limb and say that probably doesn't usually work. <laughs> Man, except Jesus, I'm going to knock out the rest of your teeth. There are those you've fought with, you've talked to, they're offering you alcohol every time they go to your house, they're breaking your boundaries, they're upsetting you. You need to love them. You walk in love with them, but you may need to draw a line there. Love has to be tough sometimes. People think, oh, no, I, I love Mijo, I love my son. So he can come and do drugs and be in the house drinking alcohol and doing all this stuff. Uh-uh. I don't know, but it's something my dad taught me. He said, not in my house. And I never doubted once, even if I said it. You know how kids are when they're little? Man, nobody loves me. You got caught for something, bonehead. My parents loved me. They would have loved me right out of the house, too, but they had boundaries. They said, if you're going to be here, you're going to serve God. You're going to be here, you're going you're to act right. Even if you're struggling with rebellion, you're going to go by the rules of this house. And that is love. That is love. I brought this up Wednesday night. This new, these, it's not new, really. It's an old movement that's been repackaged. The transgender and same-sex marriage movements. I'm not going to change my beliefs because someone says I'm a hater if I don't agree with them. Because I'd have to change God's word. 
And let me say this again. I, this bears repeating. I said it Wednesday night. Let me say it again. Don't let the enemy swindle you and trick you into changing your philosophy, your theology, and how you believe just because someone in your family went gay or left God. Don't be making up stuff. Say, no, um, no those who practice homosexuality, they, no, they, they can go to heaven. They're just, they're, they're, that's not what Scripture says. Lust is lust. There's all kinds of sins that will send you to hell if you don't repent and stop practicing them. But homosexuality, transgenderism, that is not of God. I'm so sorry. Not really. That's just kind of a, kind of a catchphrase there. But you've got to take it up with God. And I said this Wednesday night, this bears repeating. I don't know why I'm hitting this so hard the last couple of messages. But, but, people... I, I'm, I'm not going to ease their consciences because they're walking in sin and tell them what they're doing is okay. That destroys people. One day I get to stand before God and God's going to say, did you tell them the truth? Did you share the truth of my word and ignore the looks on their faces? Scripture said that. Was that Ezekiel? He said, don't worry about the looks on their faces. Tell them what I told you to tell them. And that goes for you and your family, too. You say, well, I don't know, God's word. Man, I've seen pastors and stuff over the years, people that were called to preach, and one of their kids started practicing a homosexual lifestyle, and they changed their philosophy and started skipping scriptures in the Bible. You don't run around telling everybody they're going to hell all the time, but that does not mean we stop believing God's word just because someone is living in sin. You can love them. Can I say that? That's where I'm headed with this. I love people. I said it Wednesday night. I love prostitutes, gang members, gigolos. I love them all. I love the streets. Some of you are like, I don't even know what a gigolo is. You look that up after the service if you can spell it. It's, it's kind of tricky. G-I. Just kidding. Maybe it's a, an Italian, Italian word. Man, I love them all. I love the streets. Ask people that know me. I love the walkers, the ones that walk by, man. They're doing drugs. They're doing different. I love people. I want to get to know their names. I love people. But I want to be able to tell people the truth without fear. And that's true love. And sometimes, yeah, you do it a little scared, maybe. Say, hey, man, you may have to tell the homies. You may have to tell your relatives. Hey, man, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't smoke here. You can't. You can't bring alcohol to Mijo's party. He's one year old. We don't need alcohol here. You ever wondered why people do that? Bunch of beer and, and Mijo is one year old. guess they do that. There's a fine line between redneck and Hispanic sometimes, right? Say, well, there's a beer party, but he's one. Who's the celebration for? Walk in love, have boundaries, speak truth in love. Are you guys with me? Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Hmm. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Somebody say amen. Wow. Walk in love. Practice it. You've got to practice this daily. Only with God's help and strength, right? So if you're walking in love, you've got to be able to walk in what now? Forgiveness. So you want some advice for relationships? You've got to learn to love and practice it. You've got to learn to forgive. Mom and dad went 43 years married. 43 years. All the way 
Oh, let's give the Lord a clap offering. Go ahead. That is kind of a big deal, right? My grandparents went forever. How long did Pop and, and Grandmama, how long were they married? Do you all even remember? It's like 60-something years. Long time. I've heard of people 70 years married. Wow. There had to be some forgiveness in there, didn't there? Say, no, he was, just, he was just Prince Charming. He didn't make any mistakes. Ha, ha, ha. She was just a princess, man. Couldn't do no wrong. Didn't leave, even leave a footprint in the mud. She was just, just sweet with it. Well, hey, I'm sure all that's mighty fine and true to a point, but you got to be able to forgive. My wife and I have been married 16 years. Mom and Dad Brown are going on what in February? 44. Mom's looking at me going, would you quit quizzing me? Stop asking me stuff, son. Mom's so sweet. She's like, I'll deal with you later. Stop asking me stuff. It's like me putting y'all on the, hey, quick, quick, what's Romans 1.8? You know. Oh, how am I going to do It's a pop quiz, you know. You've got to be able to forgive to go on in marriage. But I'm going to tell you right now, you need forgiveness for marriages, friendships, family, coworkers. You've heard this part of my testimony. I remember being a little proud when I was coming up as a teenager going, I walk in love, I forgive. Why is Jesus always talking about that? Why are we always talking about that? Because we still haven't got it yet in every area, every single day. we got to work on it with God's help, right? And we need his help to walk in love and now to be able to forgive. We've got to walk in God's love to be able to forgive. Let's go to Ephesians 4.31. Look at this. Get rid of all bitterness rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, someone say instead. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Oh, I love that. Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Hmm. Some of you say, well, I've tried to restore a relationship with someone. I told them I forgave them and they wouldn't forgive me, that's between them and God. You make sure your heart is right. Someone say, my heart. My job is to make sure that I speak the truth to you on Sundays, Wednesdays, Bible study, when they listen to this podcast later. This, the message and the ministry of this ministry is to get you to walk in love and forgive and do the basics of Christian life. That's believing God. It's hard, it's hard to walk in love and forgiveness if you don't believe God's word. If you're struggling in your faith, see, faith and love work together. you got to be able to believe to say, well, I'm going to go ahead and take God at his word. I'm going to forgive these people. I've had situations where I felt nothing. I wanted to slap them. I felt nothing. I was humiliated, embarrassed. Someone acted a fool in front of people. And I'm not just one to just be embarrassed. But just caught me off guard. I've had it happen in my life several times. They caught me off guard and started telling me stuff and bringing stuff out. And I was going, what are you talking about? And they were getting sideways with me, and I didn't understand it. And all I could hear was, "Mm -hmm, pray for those. Pray for those that persecute you. Bless those that curse you. Because Christians, especially spirit-filled Christians, say, well, come on, we're going to pray in tongues. Now let's pray the judgment of God on these people. It's not always time for that. There's there's people who have afflicted you or whatever. Let God take revenge. Remember that? Let God have vengeance. Let God deal with people. Don't you think God knows how to get to people better than you? 
Oh man, he can take care of them way better than me and you ever could. He will deal with people you let him. You love and forgive. Your job is to forgive. Someone say, my job as a believer is to forgive. Mm-hmm. And you can't do it without him. Scripture says, Scripture says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. All things. Let's go to Colossians 3.13 real quick. Make allowance for each other's faults. Seen some people are so hard on, each, on other people's faults, they forget about their own. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Look how simple and beautiful this is. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive what? Others. How about this one, Mark eleven twenty five. But when you were praying, first forgive anyone you were holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. How many of you need forgiveness on a regular basis? Raise your hand this time. I do. Did everybody raise their hand? Did. How many of you need forgiveness on a regular basis? Raise your hand. Did. I want to see every hand in this house raised or I'm not moving on. I love y'all. I want you to actively step out and participate, make it interactive, say, you you know what I want you to realize? You do. I want to remind you, you need forgiveness, so you better get to forgiving. Right? You need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. Here's the interesting thing, though, about forgiving. You need to forgive yourself sometimes, too. I might as well hit that while we're there. Pastor, why are you messing with this? You need to forgive yourself, too. I've noticed over the years when I had a hard time forgiving myself about something, I kept repeating the same mistake. I don't know why that is. You need to give it to God. He's forgiven you. Are you greater than God? Did you hold a grudge against yourself? Well, I'm not even talking about others right now. We talked about that. You need to forgive others no matter what they did. But you need to forgive yourself no matter what you did. You need to stop beating yourself up over that and quit. just quit it. Stop. It's time now to give it to God and move on because it's making life miserable for you and others around you. When you don't forgive yourself, it, it, you start having anger and bitterness and self-pity and withdrawal and isolation. Don't do that. Forgive yourself. You've been called to forgive. People say, yeah, I'll forgive everybody. Well, forgive yourself now. And here's another thing I need to remind people of. You don't really need to forgive God because he's perfect. But you need to just say this. I don't know if you'd call it forgiveness because he doesn't really need forgiveness. He's perfect once again. But you need to go, God, I don't understand everything, but I trust you. Is somebody here with me? People have blamed God almost like they needed to forgive him. I don't know who that's for today, but I want you to let that soak in. Don't you hold a grudge against God. You can't understand everything. You can't. How could you? He breathed the breath of life in you. You are a creation of His. You're powerful. You're amazing with God's help. But you're not God. You don't understand everything that He does. We have the mind of Christ, but we still don't comprehend everything that God does. There are times that I just go, well, Lord, I trust you. I don't know why it is this way. It's crazy. People will make poor decisions and then blame God when He doesn't bail them out first thing in the morning. You guys ever notice that? Or they'll reject God and then say, well, you know, it's his fault this happened. No, it's time to forgive yourself, forgive others. And number three, call it forgiveness. Stop blaming God. Stop blaming God. 
He's perfect. He's taking care of you. He's always had your best interest in mind. Always. Someone say always. He's always had your best interest in mind. So love and forgive. Someone say love and forgive. Okay, I'm going to get into this one now. I better hit it. Number three. Some of you are like, I've never heard of that word before. I don't know what that word means. I don't know why it is, and hey, I'm not beating you up because you're Hispanic today. I understand that part of the culture because I'm Hispanic as well. Some Hispanics leave stuff alone. I'm sure folks of every color, race, and culture do it based on their family and the way their family does. But Hispanics are good at this. Well, no, we're upset. We're mad at each other. We're about ready to kill each other. It's just not talk about it. Go two weeks, two months without talking, and I guess it resolved itself. We never talked, but and then we just pretend nothing happened. Hmm. Don't raise your hand. Am I talking to anybody today? That's not how it works. You need to be able to communicate. My wife and I were texting yesterday, and this happens sometimes. I don't know how it happens. It's probably me. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm distracted. I don't know what. I was preparing. and so we're, we're texting. She's asking me about the grocery list. I gave her some answers. She goes, um, I don't think we're understanding each other. Let's catch up later. That was it. Okay, baby, bye. I didn't know. And then after she said that, I was like, dang, I don't know. And I looked back. I'm like, what am I answering? What did, what did she need me to answer? Communication's important, isn't it? It really is. People get frustrated with each other. Well, you got to start by just doing it. I want you to take this challenge. And this week, I want you to talk about something that's difficult with someone that you've been putting it off with. It's time. Some of you go, oh, my gosh, Pastor, how on earth? No, that's God speaking to you. You've put it off, you've put it off, you've put it off. You say, man, we may shed tears. That's okay. Talk about it. It's time to talk about it. We don't t- you don't talk about everything all the time, but there comes a time where you gotta, you got to deal with something. Can I get an amen in this house? Amen. Yeah, you got to deal with it. There comes a time. Let's go to Ephesians 4.15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. You speak the truth in love. You have to. Look at James 1.19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. That first one is for me. I'm still learning that, to be quicker to listen than I am to speak. Understand this. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Let's go to Ephesians 4.29. Don't use foul or abusive language. You're deciding to communicate this week? Go ahead and take cursing off the table, okay? It'll just exacerbate things. Don't use foul or abusive language. You're believers. You can walk in love and forgive and communicate now. Let everything you say be good and helpful, edifying. It's for building someone up so that your words will be an encouragement to those who what? Those who hear them. Colossians 4, 6. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. I think one translation says seasoned with salt. Is that right? Let your conversation be just right. Some of you like food with salt. Some of you like food without it. I like less salt on my food, but everything needs salt to a point, right? Salt makes food better. It also preserves. So let your conversation be gracious and attractive, seasoned with salt so it's just right. You know what season with salt also means? It means it makes things palatable, edible. 
Some things without salt taste strange, right? That's why you got to add a little salt of, of graciousness and make, make conversations attractive by being kind to people, walking in love and forgiveness. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. And boy, that you got to be spirit-led to have the right response. I've been talking to a young man about that, and it's just being spirit-led. Because when, when do you just get quiet? When do you just shut up? Man, I've been told to shut up by the best of them. Mom and dad over the years. You, you know those montages that they make about, do you remember when, it, like, say Friends, I never got into Friends, or one of these sitcoms or something, when they're ending, they do a montage of all the times they said something, or, and it's just clips. Does anyone remember, what was the name of that show? Was it Mel's Diner? Is anyone old enough in here to remember there was a, a waitress named Alice? Do you all remember and what was it, Mel, the tough guy with a hat, he'd say, stow it. Stow it. Like, basically, shut up. And I remember I saw the farewell episode of that, and he said, stow it, like, a hundred times. Stow it. Stow it. Shut up, right? There's a time to shut up, but there's a time to communicate. There's a time you've got to just ask the Lord to set a guard on your mouth. You go, ooh, I already know this is going to be a big fight. If I jump into this, start saying crazy stuff, it's on. We're going to say some awful things we don't mean. We're going to say some awful things we may mean. We're going to just say some mean things. It, it could be awful. I need to hush. But then there comes a time where you've got to talk about it. Your first step in this is practice talking about important things that need to be communicated. Someone hurt you, you hurt them. There's different things. I don't know everyone's situation. This isn't just one size fits all. And saying, man, you have to talk about this. You don't. But there are certain things you need to talk about. Don't just put it away. It just doesn't just go away. It's part of having good relationships. Is having God strengthen you to love, forgive, and communicate. Someone say communicate. Yeah, talk about it. Don't bottle it up. Talk to someone you trust. That's why therapists get paid so much, huh? You got to talk to someone eventually. You got to let it out. You say, man, I can't talk to them. You need to talk to someone. You need to talk to God. Or you need to talk to someone you trust. All right? So let me, let me sum this up. With his strength, if we lean on him and we're humble and we say, Lord, I can't do it without you, we'll get his help in these areas. Let's put, put those up. Number one, love. Someone say love. Mm -hmm. You need his help to walk in love. It's all him. God is love. Number two, forgive. Someone say forgive. And number three, communicate. Say communicate. You've got to be able to love, forgive, and communicate to have strong relationships. Had my wife and I not walked in love with each other and forgiven each other and been able to communicate, we wouldn't have been able to make it this far. And it's only been 16 years. Mom and dad made it 43. Mom and dad Brown are about to make it 44. Wow. That is amazing. Praise God for that. But there are basics to your faith. Someone say basics. It's amazing how we'll sit in our armchair and be mad at someone for not making a tackle because it was so basic, so easy, right? Y'all are doing it now. The playoffs have started in football. And you're like, man, he's sorry. He's a world-class athlete. Runs a 4'3", 260 pounds. Bench presses 600 pounds. Man, he's sorry. I wish we wouldn't have traded for him. Here I am, 5'10", 172, dripping wet, right? Can't run a 4'3", 40, that's for sure. 
I don't know if I can make a tackle anymore either. He's like, man, he, he, he's not doing And why do we get mad, though, when we're armchair quarterbacking or armchair point guarding? The basics. Man, it was, man the, the, the only mistake the quarterback made was he hit him in the numbers with it. That was his fault. He hit him in the hands, making fun of him. I could have, man, I could have caught that. Could you have? I don't know. But you can love, forgive, and communicate. That's the basics. People forget the basics and go, man, God. they've told me this. They haven't read their Bible in years, and they go, Pastor, this, this, I don't know about this Christian stuff. It's not working. Well, you got to work it. You got to work the plan. You got to work what God has given you. You got you to seek Him. And I say it again today. I don't know why I'm hitting this so hard. This is for everybody here. Look at me real quick, and then we'll close in prayer. You need to walk in love. Practice it every day. Start today. You need to walk in forgiveness, and you need to learn to communicate, even the hard stuff. Because when you decide, I'm not going to communicate, I'm not going to talk about it, it doesn't go away, does it? You've been there. I've been there. Say, so let's just not talk about it. doesn't work that way. Like my dad says, people go to bed mad, they wake up the next day, and they've grown horns on their head. You need to talk about it. Married couples, don't go to bed mad. Scripture says don't let the sun set on your anger. Deal with it today. Deal with it now. you got to walk in love and forgiveness and communicate. And by his strength, you can do it. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today if you would, please. You guys have been a fabulous, fabulous group. You've listened so well today. I believe God has spoken to you. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice? You say, Pastor Matt, this stuff sounds so foreign to me because I have never accepted Jesus. He is not my Lord. I have not accepted the sacrifice he made on the cross. So loving and forgiving, it sounds unfamiliar to me. It sounds foreign and strange to me. If you have never accepted Jesus and have never made him the Lord of your life, today is the time. Now is your moment. You say, I need to accept Jesus so I make sure that I'm on my way to heaven someday. I want to have a relationship with God. I want to live free of guilt. I want to do the basics in his kingdom. Would you raise your hand if you have never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of your life? Raise your hand. This is just as much for the live stream as it is for the folks in here. Is there anyone in here? I've got to make sure. We had one last week. Raised his hand. Anybody else in here? Let's pray together. With those heads bowed and those eyes closed, help me out today. This is for the live stream. If there's anyone, Lord, that would hear this message, may they accept you. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. I understand that apart from you, I can do nothing. I can't save myself, and I can't cleanse myself of sin. Without you, Lord, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I come to you humbly. I need your strength. I need your forgiveness. I'm so sorry, Lord. Say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me to save me. And say, I confess and I believe that Jesus is Lord. Say, I'm saved by faith right now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me pray for you right where you are. Father, in Jesus' name, for all your people today, may they put your word into practice. The beautiful, beautiful basics of your word.
loving, forgiving, communicating, the simple things you've taught us to do, we will implement those. We will start right now. We'll be kind when we don't feel like being kind. That's walking in love. We'll forgive when it seems unreasonable to forgive and we want to punish someone or we, we don't think they deserve our forgiveness. And Lord, we'll talk about it when we're scared to talk about it. We'll talk about it when we know we've got to do it. It's the right thing, even if it freaks us out. We will love, forgive, and communicate. We will talk. We'll talk it through. But we'll do it with your wisdom. We will speak the truth in love. And we will study to listen more than we talk. Lord, I do great with that sometimes. But sometimes, Lord, I'm just not very good at it. Would you help me, Lord? Would you help me, Lord? I want to be like Christ. And I know your people in here, they want to be like Jesus too. So, Father, speak to us. Change us. Transform us as we fall in love with you and your word all over again this year. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen.